You're listening to Mindful Judaism, a podcast blending mindfulness and Jewish practice. The wisdom and tools you need to thrive with Rabbi Ariel Scholklapper. So welcome to another week of the 15 Keys to Mindful Living, the Magid of Mezrich's guide to how to live our lives a little bit more meaningfully, to infuse our lives with these principles that will help us be more awake and alive um, and thrive. So, so far we've covered uh, up till nine, uh, one through nine. So 10, uh, number 10 is what happens, what do we do when we have a desire to do good, when we have a desire to do the right thing, to, we've set an intention to be in the right, um, to act the right way, but then we have this like counter counter uh, inclination that says nah, you don't need to do that you don't need to go out of your way to be nice to that person or what whatever it is that sort of I, I don't know I don't want to get too specific here because each person has their own thing um, but what happens when you've set your intention to be to to act to walk through the world in the, in the way that you know is the best way uh, that's a good way and then you sort of have this like counter inertia um, or even it might not even be malice it might just be like um, just what you're used to doing it's just which is different just different what do you do with that counter inertia um, that could just be how you, it just could be your normal way of walking through life and your habitual response um, so this is not talking about the times in our lives when we are not aware of what we're doing because we're trying to like we're trying to work with the, the possibility of, of what is it what is it to be alive and actually conscious um, and when we're actually able to be alive and conscious what do we do with it when we feel this um, we feel the inertia. We can sense the inertia of our, our habitual pattern. And we have a choice before us. So that's like an awake way of going through the world as opposed to just reacting, just go, like just having those normal reactions but not actually being aware that they're happening. So what happens when we get to this state where we're now awake, we want to set a good intention, but now we're starting to feel the creep of those old ways of being or something that sort of we are recognizing as not the most wholesome says that's the moment to turn inward turn inward and uh, for me it actually helps to physically even if I can to physically just put my hand um, where I normally feel that feeling which is um, in the center of my chest over my heart you can try it now if you if that helps you you can just put your hand there and and first i start this is me adding to the to the magid i i just like to give myself a little bit of compassion for the difficulty of not having a, fair, a very clear path forward what does it feel like to just give myself that love that i would give to any other person in my life that i love and then say to myself 
or to feel, to feel, to sort of ask the question internally, what should I actually do right now? What feels like the right thing to do? And this is where intention really counts. Intention really, really does count. It's not just, you know, best of intentions. It's if we continually set this intention to do the right thing, then we sort of start to build a momentum toward that. When we start to ask ourselves the question of what should I do, it's already reframing the situation. We're not just passively going through. It's almost like we're we're driving a wedge between um, habitually acting, just going with the flow and mindlessly going through our lives, and the ability to sort of be able to step back to reflect, to ask the question, um, and this can happen pretty quickly. Uh, after a time, it's not like, this is not meant to like take you out of the world. This is a moment, just a moment to, of like taking a breath to figure out, am I, real, am I still on the right track? Um, I, it resets your intention, and, the, and, and that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be continually using our faculty of discernment, of intellect, of sensing of using our entire fullness of our body of our mind of our soul all of it together to determine what's the best step forward that's number 10 so what ha that's what happens what do you do when you feel this when you're actually conscious of the fact that you've set an intention to do something good and then you feel a counter force in your life that's saying no it's okay to just it's okay to, to let go of that it's okay or maybe even worse more malicious like no let's forget about that good thing let's do something more fun or um, let's do something actually naughty number 11 number 11 is an interesting one right? because I think that a lot of people on this sort of on this path of of self-discovery or or um, sort of self-improvement are could be inclined towards what is like a considered ascetic pra practice or like self-flagellating practice of like self-denial uh, practice and and here he he wants to warn us um, against that against um, taking on practices that are that are so, like punishing yourself he says there's a lot of people he, they're the sort of classic one of the classic Jewish mystic, mystic is named Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Rashbi is his uh, is his acronym, um, and he's known for you know isolating himself, going away on the, on these like you know um, like it's sort of like a hermit. He would take time by himself. He would he would you know he would fast. He would he would do all kinds of things to try to um, elevate himself, and that was and he's he was successful with it. Um, he, he achieved some sort of, I don't think they would have called it enlightenment, but, but in, in what we understand as enlightenment, he, he achieved a closeness to God in all of his actions and all of his like living um, through that asceticism. And here, uh, the Magid of Mezrich is saying, you have to really change, he's, he's warning against it. He's, he's saying, D a lot of people they, they're doing that because they want they're striving to reach a higher level they really just um, they want to do it they're sort of like striving for the sake of striving but it won't he's saying it's not gonna work because there's an element of pride that goes into that process that actually will is it's um it's just accomplishes the reverse 
he says, it's, look, it's, it's just not gonna, ha- it's not gonna work that way for most people. And what really is the most important thing is that, is that you're doing your work for the sake of coming closer to who you know you ought to be. And that's like, a, that's a daily, that's, a, that's, a, that's an hourly process of like figuring out because the world is dynamic, it's changing, you're changing, the circumstance around you is changing. So you have to keep asking yourself this and the answer is different from one moment to the next. Um, it keeps changing. What the right response to the moment is, is dictated not by the previous moment and not by the next moment. It's this current moment. You have to do it not for the sake of becoming some wise sage or or for the sake of attaining a high level. You have to do it for the sake of arriving at the place you know you ought to be, like becoming the person you know you could become, that you feel you could become, becoming more than yourself, becoming more like yourself, uh, because that's what you're supposed to do in this world. And, he, and then he gives us a little note right at the end. He likes to some, some sneak these like these wisdoms in at the end of his, of his section. This is the end of 11. And he says, when you start to feel inevitably there's going to be a moment when you start to feel like, wow, I'm really getting it. I'm really, I'm, I'm actually really getting good at this meditation thing, or I'm really getting good at this like living authentically thing. And you start to feel proud. That is, that is a moment where you really, you really have to be worried. Uh, so not, not worried, but vigilant against that kind of feeling because that stacking your, first of all, it feeds back into that becoming greater challenge that we that many of us have and stacking ourselves against one another it sort of takes you out of the process that you're really trying to accomplish which which is there's there's no better worse uh, we're all sort of working on our own we're all, all working at our own place so he sort of wants to knock you, knock it back down just Remember that the whole purpose of this is coming closer to your own self and don't focus on the people around you. Number 12. This is now, now he's getting also continuing in the, in the vein of how do I respond to people around me? Because a lot of the practices that we've talked about, they began, beginning with this taking time for yourself making sure that you're connecting with with uh, your own with your own sensibility taking that morning time to pray waking up in the right way to to engender the gratitude that you want in the in the world in your life now what do I do when I start you know I walk outside of my door and uh, I'm living this path and there are gonna be inevitably people um, who don't who don't appreciate the work we're doing who are going to tr- maybe try to put you down um, or belittle what the work it work is, and, and they don't—they just don't see it for themselves. It's just not for them. Whatever it is, uh, what do you do uh, when somebody puts you down? And he says, pretty definitively, don't answer them. Just don't answer them. It's not like he's not—he's—he actually explicitly saying, don't even. Don't even say like, don't even say good things to them. It's not even like a kill them, kill them with kindness thing. He's not saying, he's not, he's saying just don't, just disengage with that kind of energy. He says that basically, even if you try to say, or, or even like try to defend it, you know, like say, well, like there's all, there's actually a science that says that mindfulness 
like brings you like to better life, better living, and like it's also you know lowers your blood pressure. You know what, whatever. Don't don't even engage on that level. He says then you're just gonna get into a sort of like a tit for tat. Um, you're gonna you're gonna get into this turn into this downward spiral. You're 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 like you're now trying to defend this process that that it really is it works for you, but you can't show you can't give that to somebody who doesn't want it. And it just takes you out of your element. He's saying instead, just don't answer them. And then he gives this really wise, wise principle from our sages, and he says, which there they have they have these sayings, and one of the sayings they have is, "Shtikato shel adam meviato anava." A person's silence leads to their humility. Silence leads to humility. That's number 12. Just foreshadowing a little bit, 13, 14, and 15, which will round out the series whenever we complete that. Our uh, number 13 is on eye contact um, with other people. 14, the element of adventure and excitement in our lives. And number 15, giving feedback and criticism or like constructive criticism to other people in our lives and and what does that what's the right way to go about that mindfully in our lives um, do y'all want to do questions now or after the sit what's going to be what's the I'm giving you the option but if you don't have feel strongly then we'll just sit and then do questions normal No strong. I don't know if I have any questions, but or comments. I can say that I do have <laughs> um, comments. I can say today of all days, that's exactly what happened. Um, someone I got into a discussion with someone about meditation, and it was it was interesting. I, now I, of course, I commented because I'm I'm yeah. verbal, <laughs> but. Um, I probably will try not saying anything, just silence. Well, what happened in the interaction? You're, you're saying that, sorry, I'm repeating it now for the recording. Oh, um, okay. Well, but you said, that, you said that you had an interaction today talking about mindfulness, and you felt like... Meditation. Oh, meditation. 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 And you felt like you had to respond to this yeah, other person, I and did. you did. And I did. And yeah. now you're reflecting mm -hmm. on that. And I'm going to now on just not respond you know not not put that energy or anxiety on myself you know even though I felt like I peacefully and tactfully said it in a safe way I didn't try to bowl them over or sell them on it but I I know that what was behind it was my pride and trying to convince them that I was right yeah, they have to resist the mm -hmm. desire to show everybody. Exactly. Uh, no, I'm not a kook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a weirdo hippie. That's. This actually is just, <laughs> you know, it helps my life, and <laughs> um, I wish that it could give you that tool too. Mm -hmm. um, that's the difficulty of finding something that you f that you see value in. That's so true. And that other people just don't. Um, 
Um, and you can't really convince them. They have to experience it or be open to it or not. And it's not up to us to really. But maybe you can think of somebody who, who could benefit from this and maybe what does want to give it a shot. Um, bring them on, bring them on down, you know. Um, anybody else? Comments? Questions? Okay, so we'll sit for 20 minutes. Um, and then um, we'll, see if we'll, um, we'll sit for 20 minutes. And today I want to do a little bit um, similar to the, the practice of going with our breath and following our breath. Um, very, very aligned with that is uh, following and following and um, focusing on our physical sensations. Instead of using our breath as a single pointed anchor, we would try to pay attention to what the most presenting physical sensation in our body is. I'll walk you through the same steps as, as we begin, but if, it, if there's pain there, or if there's tension there, um, you can you can either you can physically put your hands over your heart and sort of try to send a loving attention to that spot and sort of try to allow it to be as it is and and just soften around it. I think that's the that's the best word is like not have to not feel like you have to get rid of it. Just watch it and give it the tender love that it might need and see how maybe it intensifies or maybe it changes or really try to like look at the uh, try to define it try to get curious about it is it you know is it tingly is it heavy is it hot is it cold is it sharp is it shooting is it prickly i don't know whatever it is for you just try to define what where it is not getting too intellectual but get curious about what that sensation is and then see if it changes Notice if it changes. So that's the key is most sensations don't just, they're not static. They don't just stay as they are all the time. Um, they will, if, especially if you turn towards them, they could intensify, they could go away, you can invite them in. I'll walk us through a little bit of it, but that's going to be the primary practice today um, because importance of this of this body sensation awareness is our bodies are these super f sensors of, of all kinds of emotional, emotional or element elements around us. Sometimes, it, sometimes it's actual physical needs that we need to take care of, and sometimes there are emotional things that are that we're carrying around with us. Our bodies do carry all of that. Without awareness around our body, we're really not able to access the um, the spiritual parts of ourselves we have to use our body as a tool to get there so it's important to learn to pay attention to use our focus our our focus practice to actually get deeper into our bodies so i'm going to ring the bell and we'll sit for 20 minutes
you can feet flat on the ground comfortable spine supported hands comfortably in your lap or on the armrests wherever you are listen to the sounds in the room notice them you aren't already closing your eyes now might be a good time to do so as long as you're not driving start to notice the pressure of the seat underneath you, supporting you. The earth underneath you, supporting you. Maybe you feel the pressure of your palms on your, in your lap, your hands in your lap. If at any point the sensation in your body is overwhelming, you can always come back to your breath. But try to stick with it if you can. And just like when we follow our breath, if we get caught up in whatever story or planning, mental activity, just gently bring yourself back to whatever the prevailing physical sensation is in your body. I'll try to chime in every few minutes to remind us to just, wherever we are, come back to the physical sensation.
where you are, come on back to your most prominent physical sensation.
wherever you are. Come back to your physical sensation.
you are. Come back to your physical sensations.
breath. Start to wiggle your toes and fingers. When you're ready, come back to the room, open your eyes. Put a little smile on your face. Okay. Uh, so we have a few minutes for last week I posted an eight minute sort of walk through that wake up sequence that the Maggit of Mesrich gave us that that you could replay for yourself in the mornings. It's sort of just walking through each one of our senses and helping us connect with that intention in the morning. So happy for you to listen to that too. It's on Facebook and it's also in in iTunes as well. On, it's I co-post and post on both. Oh good. So this is a, like a while you're in bed sort of helping you wake up, wake up. and set the right tone. Good. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. You have just listened to Mindful Judaism with Rabbi Ariel Scholklapper. To stay updated on new episodes, subscribe on iTunes or follow on Facebook.com slash Rabbi Scholk. That's Rabbi Scholk, R-A-B-B-I-S-H-O-L-K.